welcome to the Skull Meatloaf Podcast. I'm Anta Tarot, where we talk about the human condition with humor, grace, and yesterday's leftover cookies, because mm, they're not stale yet. Season five is all about life lessons as of today, as of now, with the resources that we have. And today, my gorgeous friends, we're talking about healing. Where I am at this week, August 22nd, 2022, where I am this week is processing what healing means thus far. The concept or verb to heal. It's a word that kind of was, I feel like, taken by storm with the media, talking about mental health or physical wellness, fitness, spirituality, medically, and the, even Eastern medicine, Western. But it's kind of captivated all of media. And I'm curious what you think of the word healing. One topic of interest for me is the observation of healing as a verb and how to prioritize in your life what tense or state you are in the healing process. It's one of those questions. I have a lot of individuals tell me, I've already healed that part. My early years, I didn't really think about it as healing. I don't think I kind of just existed. In the 90s and 2000s, we didn't use that word. We just kept walking and stopping to observe really didn't synthesize with the go-go grind culture. We've talked about that before. It didn't really fit that narrative. And in some ways, I think now teens and young adults, they're doing a lot better at a lot of this work, yet they're still just kind of busy existing and navigating in good. You just got to keep moving because that's what you do when you're young. You're living and learning, right? And unsure in a lot of ways, whether it's relief, air, love, something to activate you, you're trying to find something. Like I said, this generation has been really good at healing as a concept and generational trauma bond breaking. And I think more than ever before, <laughs> that's why we're seeing a lot of that in social media. Now, as I kind of migrated to my 20s, I used to think I healed a lot because my past pain wasn't or didn't seem so intrusive or bothersome. And that's what I defined healing as then, that I was healed because it wasn't so intrusive. It didn't pop up during random times or my favorite show. I could kind of exist in the world. If something didn't consume me, it was all right. Now, where I'm at today, a lot of you know, 34-year-old Ann, living in Wisconsin. Where I'm at today with the resources I have, the experience, how do I feel about it now? I want to share a couple things I've observed. I know I get concerned <laughs> when people tell me they've healed or have it figured out as a past tense. Whether you recognize it impacted you Today, or you feel you've left it behind and you don't want to get it, give it that level of power again. It's the past. Like it's almost washed up like a dishcloth. You use it frequently. It's clean. It's wiped up and out. But now it's ripped and tattered and teared, almost disintegrating under your sink, sink, being tossed around. Kind of like how people see the unconscious and memories that people feel no longer serve an immediate use. A darker way of putting it is how sometimes we treat the elderly in modern American society. They're tossed into places if they don't meet a certain expectation because movement and perfectly sound of mind as top value. Everything else is questionable. But that's sometimes how we treat, that things are healed so we're done with them. I see doing that or following that process 
kind of being similar when people talk about healing works or healing arts, especially people in the healing industries. I'd like to interview some of those healers about the the psychoanalytical and philosophical concept of ego, right? That they're going to help you heal and you're healed. I think the healing arts sometimes try to sell relief or an end to something, even if it's not being, even if it's something where you'll be mindful of balance. Hey, like, you know, if you learn mindful, (laughs) mindfulness as a process, like you have found relief, right? Where people say my coaching or consultant work will work because you'll find that relief. We love compartmentalizing mindfulness in 10 steps, grief relief in five steps. I'd love to sell to them. How do we not focus on marketing and more on integrity and honesty? There's really no tips and tricks to life. That's not even what my podcast or the book I'm writing is about. It's sharing what I've picked up on. And if it brings relief, phenomenal. Service is really where my heart lies, but service means more to me than how many people listen or how many people read the book or how many things are sold within a program or product. It's so much more. And I'm bringing up service because this is very interconnected to healing for a lot of people. Service to yourself and others. Service is really sharing and connecting. For myself, I keep healing and doing work. I see it as an active present tense verb. My clients, my loved ones, me, I deserve that. My best self today, which is wild to say, talk about the healing process. I wouldn't have brought myself up at all because I would have thought that it was selfish 10 to 15 years ago. Now I know that it's required to bring up myself. And I want to bring my best self today. No, not my healed self. Because... I don't fucking think that happens, like this healed self. We're humans and movers. We are meant to keep moving and evolving. Healed to some people, in my mind, means done or done with that in the book, right? Done with that chapter. So my life lessons today that I'm protecting is healing is a present tense verb. I do what it takes to keep me alive the longest I can so I can keep helping and serving people and vice versa. They can impact and be with me too. I'm going to parallel something. I'm going to use the concept of cultural competence versus cultural humility. A lot of diversity and equity advocates and specialists, people that do this work every day that's so important, they'll give you differing views on what that means. On one side, cultural competence in some way, shape, or form, that you can meet a level of mastery within a culture. Take enough classes, see enough people, do enough things, you will meet a level of mastery. Believers in cultural humility believe there's no way to master in any capacity, but just to be humble, to keep learning, being curious and asking questions. They believe humans are so different on a molecular, emotional, spiritual, and psychological level that there's no mastery to be had. And it's almost egotistical in their mind to say you're the master of human experience. Like, we're not. (laughs) No one is. We call that the meaning of life, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have tried to cover that, right? But in my two senses, trying to master human experience is potentially not what it's about. I think this gets healers stuck, and when they spend so much damn time trying to heal everyone or all the things, or they try to take on their... Because, right, rather than just getting out there, whether it's their calling or they want money, I don't know. And some of them are for good reasons, and probably most of them are for good reasons. But there are also other reasons. And instead of just helping a small group and making a difference and making waves within that group, 
we still think quality overrides, excuse me, we, we think that quantity overrides quality, which I think with healing too, right? Like, well, there's a checklist. I healed this, this, and this, and this, and this from my past. So I'm a healed person. The reality is this is a process. It's something that we learn over time. And I'm curious, what's your belief? Can we master cultures, our self, our healing? I have heard some redefine mastery as not knowing everything, but many things. For me, as far as the word goes, have your semantic words on Twitter. People like fighting over what they know and what they don't know and how they define it. And there's even people in psychology that fight over the definitions of things. They call it the working definition in, in research. And don't get me wrong. I love Twitter. I love research. I've been on Twitter since April, and I do have a blast bringing out my professional meets my angsty teenage self. And again, just because I'm not an angsty teen right now, right? The healed teenage self doesn't mean she's not in there. She's not healed, you know, that's there. She's just not as loud as she used to be because she serves her purpose on certain days and not on others. But damn, she's got a good spirit. And she's with me. She works alongside things. So when people say, I want to heal heal that inner child, that's what our next episode is going to be on, is that inner child work and how maybe to look at it differently. I know every time, I think I know a lot of something I'm sadly mistaken. I hope to know some slivers to serve along the way. It's not minimizing my work, spiritually, healing-wise, or as a therapist. It's recognizing sometimes we overvalue because of that ego. And the value that I do have is special with the group I do help. And I want you to know that too for yourself. And I hope one day you do that. I know we always want to help all the people and do all the things, but the people you are helping... The people you're connected to is who you're supposed to today, this week, this month, this year, for the lifetime. That's the ripple, and you're doing it. I know that I am committed to being a healing person. That's what I feel. That's past what I've learned with my lessons. Last week, by the way, I didn't think like this. If I would have done this podcast last week, I was questioning and bummed because I had a lot of curveballs the last month. I'm sure people have realized I haven't had a podcast episode in a few weeks or four weeks. And because of that, because of those curveballs, right, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do a podcast. It's not an excuse. It's a reason. I took off work. I had to cancel things, cancel things that I had previously committed to. I couldn't do the podcast. And my recovering perfectionist brain thought my value was that, right? If I was doing things at some capacity, I could, I can, I'm well, that it's my only value. Yes, skip that. I get submerged in that in the short time, and that's what I want you to take away. That's where I was that day or that week. But no feeling, no situation lasts forever. That's, to me, when I think of healing, right? People say like, oh, I've healed that. Why is it coming back up? Because nobody talks about spirituality as a grief process. And grief, anyone that's gone through extreme loss in their life, and most of us have. When I lost my brother, I can tell you it is still a process and it will never end. It's not A to B and then it's done. We've learned that grief, everybody starts in different places and it's cyclical and it goes back and forth and starts in different spots and different things activate us or some people like the word trigger they trigger us or whatever it may be but everything 
is different on a different day. That's the point of Skull Meatloaf. That's the point of you being here is to give yourself permission that you can be a healing person and not and be pissed this week. You can be a healing person and, you know, be like, why does that still piss me off? That hasn't pissed me off in 10 years because grief, because life, because that's what it's about. That's what I'm about, about recovery and evolving is about and healing is being okay that we are not little Miss Goody Two-Shoe every single day or Mr. Two-Shoe. You know, we're not that person every single day and we're not going to be. And I'm saying that because I'm learning that. I got called straight edge when I was young because I just wasn't into like drugs and alcohol and those things. And I used to get called straight edge and people used to make jokes about it. And I used to say that, you know, oh, being a goody two-shoe or whether this or that perfectionism stuff that would come out. And what I had to learn, who gives a shit what people think? What we really care about is connecting to people. That's why we care about what people think. Because we feel like it's going to sever some connection or we're going to be alone or they're going to do something. People that truly care on a deep level, they're just, it's about connecting or sometimes people pleasing. So healing processes look differently. So my point of saying all that is last week I would have been pissed and not care what people thought. This week I'll be like, mm, maybe I'll use some tact. <laughs> okay, let's fast forward to the end of this episode, okay? I encourage you to meet yourself where you're at today. I'm going to do it with you. Meet yourself where you're at today, that day with the resources that you have. That's what a humor about the human condition is about is like, really, Anne? Like, that's what we're fucking doing today? That's what we're thinking about? Come on, man. Uh, we've over that. We've figured that out. The reality is we're figuring it out. When I was young, I wrote in my journal every year since I was eight. That still happens. I wrote down my answer to what is love. I started out simple, and as it progressed, it got more complex, and then it got simple again, right? My little emo self, I got, you know, wrote eight pages about what is love. My entry last year, 33 going on 34, I put love is knowing who needs it most that day. And my next entry from 34 to 35 will be different. That's healing. How you define things continues to evolve and change. And that's why I hope we're all here, is to evolve and heal on with each other. That's my final line. Why I change it to just heal on, my friends. Evolve, my friends. That's what this is about. This episode summarizes in this season's lessons of what I know now. And they're going to keep migrating. And God, I hope so. I hope so. And I want grief to be there too, because grief comes up when we need it sometimes to bring us a little white flag to say, hey man, we got to sleep today. We got to take a break. But I want to know a question. I want you to ask yourself this and answer it. What would you tell your 20-year-old self about healing? I want you to send me a message. What would you, send, what would you tell your 20-year-old self about healing? I'd really love to hear it. I love having you here. Share the humor about the human condition with me and connecting. More than anything else, let's wrap up this episode of Skull Meat Love. And I hope we keep doing it together with whatever juice rhyme or reason, you know what, just today, whatever it means for you, evolve and heal on, my friends. Mm -hmm.